This is episode number 11 of Dev Branch. What full site editing means to version control. Brought to you by ServerPress, Maker's Desktop Server. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out at serverpress.com. And Loft provides support for WordPress sites, including disaster preparedness, patches, maintenance, plugin management, content updates, and more. All that for a flat monthly fee. They're offering a free trial. Check them out over at poweredbyloft.com. And Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash WPWaterCooler. I'm Jason Tucker. Find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. I'm Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup. I'm not Say Reed. I don't eat WordPress and sleep WordPress on all the things. <laughs> nope. And it's your boy Jason Cosper, aka Low API, here to talk some WordPress today. Subscribe to us over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you're hanging out with us over on our Discord, go to wpwarcore.com slash Discord and come hang out with us and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, hey, oh, hey look at your music. Yeah, I like it. You put it back on. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, keep a bed going underneath. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Oh man. So full site editing. Yeah. We talked about full site editing last week. And the I don't know, it, it got me thinking a little bit about full site editing as it relates to to version control. Steve's whole thing was like a lot of this stuff's content. And is version control used for content? Not necessarily. But can it be, should it be, should, that's where I want to dive in on this a little bit and see, are we missing something? Is there something that we should be doing different? I know for me, like there's plenty of sites where, especially the web hosts themselves will tell you, you don't really need revisions turned on and turn off revisions. It's just a bunch of bloat for your site. Is revisions like the right way to manage essentially version control for WordPress sites? Yeah, they're telling you to turn revisions off so you're not eating up a bunch of database space. That's why, right? right? But you, I don't know that turning, again, I, I know you're just using this metaphorically, but you don't, I would never turn revisions off. You can limit revisions to say 10 or 20 so that right. you don't eat up a ton of database space. But I wouldn't, I think revisions is, I, I would never turn it off. And I have heard people, I have heard hosts say that. Turn your revisions yep. off and delete all your revisions. But there, there are managed, yeah, there are managed hosts that turn off revisions by default. I believe WP Engine like started that whole trend back mm -hmm. in the day. They're like revisions. Who need re who needs revisions? Now that we're going to the full site editor, <laughs> y'all need revisions. Yeah, and having diffs for these, like the the reason why I'm, I'm even bringing any of this part of this up is that if I told you, Steve, you could only have 20, 20 updates that, that you could put out there for for one file on GitHub in your repository, you get twenty versions of that, and that's it. <laughs> Like, what no. the hell are you going to do if you could roll? You can't roll back. You can't do anything. No. So okay. there has to be, there has to be a good compromise here. And there has to be either a solution that already exists that we're just not aware of, or maybe the WordPress way of doing revisions is, is a way to go. I, I don't know here. I, again, I, you know, I, I'm going to refer back to something we talked about last week, which is ACF sync. That to me is the one that got it. Say what you want about ACF. I, I realize about all the, uh, the the bloat that ACF adds to your database. I get all that stuff, but we love ACF and I love it specifically for 
this ACF sync feature because what it's doing is is all your configuration settings in ACF. Every if you go in and, and you make all your changes to your meta fields and things like that, if you have ACF sync on, those configuration settings get saved out to your basically your WP content folder or wherever you tell it. And so you're it saves out as JSON. And so what we do is we save that to a place where we can commit it to the Git repo because if you put that if you have ACF sync on your destination server and you push all that stuff out, it just updates all that stuff for you automatically. And I'd like to see something like that for mm -hmm. the configuration files inside of full site editing or the, just the, what do you, what do they call that? What, what is it? What is the thing called that I never used that where you go and configure the setting? What, what is that section configurator? called? Yeah, config, configurator, yes. Those customizer, are, rather. Customizer, thank you. I was like, yeah, it's not configurator. Customizer. Configurator is when you buy a car. Customizer is all it's doing is saving options, right? It's saving stuff in your options, in your WP options in your database. So there's no reason that can't be saved out to some sort of JSON file and synced back up on your destination server, just like ACF Sync is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the customizer, you can, if I remember correctly, you can schedule changes to happen as well. There's like a, a section up on the upper left-hand side, like right next to where it says customizer, where you can, I think it's schedule a change or save a change or something. Again, I, I, I only use it when I have to use it. I'm not like in there living in there, <laughs> making changes to it. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that the trick is, is if you do save these changes out to a JSON file, uh, especially if you're on any hosts, like hosts run backups once a night. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. if you're lucky, there are some hosts that run it like every two or three nights, just because Steve says storage space is at a premium database space. Things like that are at a premium. What you have to, to depend on uh, a service. What's the name of the, the backup thing in Jetpack? I, I can't. I, right. I, so I wouldn't you, even know something, um, like, something like backup buddy. But so you'd have to go another step and have uh, a JSON file that vault uh, effectively yeah, vault thank press. You. Thank you. Press. Thank, thank you, you, Daniel. Yeah. Having something like where you have the name of the, the post plus a, a timestamp. And because say you have someone working on the site, like I know we were talking in the, the discord earlier this week, Tucker was talking about somebody on that at the church he works at was adding a slideshow for Mother's Day to a, a page on the site. And they, you don't, when you're doing work like this, you're not doing like a one and done thing. You're not right. doing like a, so you're, they're going through like iterations. How many times have they saved that file? And if they want revisions, how many revisions of those saves do you want to retain? So if you're writing out to a JSON file, that's only getting backed up once a night at best, mm -hmm. like, how do you solve that? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Daniel was saying in the chat here is that he was thinking about even coming up with a, a cloud solution to manage WordPress revisions, like something like that has to, there is something like that. And I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. WP Site Sync is close to what you're talking about. And mm -hmm. WP Site Sync is awesome. So WP Site Sync, not only will it sync, what it's meant for is for syncing content. Because if you're Let's say you're you have a, a, a production server and a staging server, or a production server and a dev server, and there's critical information on your production server, but you've made some content changes on your staging server, right? 
in something like WP Engine, they have a button you can push to copy staging over to production. I recommend that you never do that. Or, you know, production to staging is fine, but staging over to production means that if something's changed that's critical in production and you've made your change on staging, you're now overriding anything that's happened in between those times when you uh, made, when you copy the iteration over to staging. WP SiteSync solves that because you can copy content between two sites on a page by page or post by post basis. But they've also extended that to other common technologies like ACF and WooCommerce. And, and I can imagine that what they'll do is make this work with a full site editor. Cause again, really right. all they're syncing is configuration files. That, that's ultimately what they're, what they're copying over between the two sites. And something Cosper touched on, you mentioned a timestamp, right? That's how ACF is handling their they're syncing. So those JSON files that get saved out have a, a Unix timestamp in the bottom of them. So if you make a change, it updates that Unix timestamp. And that's how ACF knows that this is newer than the one that it currently has. So that, that's the system that they're using. And I imagine WP Site Sync does something very similar. They're, they're timestamping all the content. Another, another tool for this, they're not a sponsor, but they should be, is, is WP Merge. They should definitely be giving Jason some money. Absolutely. But I've used WP Merge on a few projects where customers have been using it already. And I've walked into the situation and it, it does what needs to be done. Like it basically it, it's clever when you're running it on two sites. So say staging and production, the post IDs for, say you make a change to a post, it adds like basically your post ID goes from like 600 to like the site where the changes are being made to 1 million or 3 million or whatever, 635. So it will like, and then it'll combine those two like it'll basically do the merge for you or it'll help you work the merge out if there's conflicts it works well it's pretty clever so i just i i gotta give a, a shout out to them definitely because i've used them and, and liked them when i used it as well and also please give jason money but but again i think what, what we're really talking about here is all these systems all there's all they're syncing is content right and so yes so right when, you, when i think of the full site editor changes or design like design choices that you're making and pieces that you're building within a uh, full site editor it's still just content right because mm -hmm. to me configuration files are content right yeah that, that's where like that that separation between front end back end stuff stored in the database files that exist on the server that are loading up wordpress and the themes and all those sorts of things there's that piece in the middle there and we're not really, we're not checking things in and checking things out. We're not doing any of those merges or any of that sort of stuff. It's not built in. It's like, how do you pull this off? So it sounds like there's plenty of different pieces of software to do this. Just none of them have won the race. No one's, oh, we have to use this one. This is the absolute best. It sounds like more and more that like the stuff that you're talking about with ACF seems the way to go. It's the way to build some blocks. It's the way to put all these pieces together. What other things can the ACF setup do? For I, I was going to mention a whole different one that's, you know, that I mentioned last week as well. And I, yeah. briefly, I briefly mentioned a, a completely separate tool called PAW, right? So PAW, uh, yeah. PAW is a, a tool that we use for testing APIs. It's a, a way to visualize uh, URL calls and, and headers and things that you would not necessarily need to, you would, we can't see in a web browser, sort of background stuff. But what PAW does, and we've got a subscription to PAW for Teams, 
is it, Paw basically creates a project. And so once we've shared our project, if I if I set up some API calls, I can save them to the team and then all of my team members can see, can share that. But what Paws is actually doing is it's saving it out to a Git repo. And so that's how they're using that. That's why I mentioned it. What they're using is a code repository because it is all just code. And so I, I bring that up because some sort of a combination of a, a repository or a tracking system, I think is necessary because you need version control to really do this. Yeah. You can't just all some of these tools we mentioned are great, but I don't know that there's a, a way to undo. And that's what that version control gives you is if you did something wrong, then you've got that rollback process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will give WP Engine some respect. Back in the day, their uh, backup system, and this is something that was publicly known, I'm not doing any insider baseball and breaking any <laughs> NDAs here, but their backup system was for quite some time Git-based. So you would make a change to the site and they would export the database and also throw that into Git. And so your nightly backups were in Git and they moved away from that because of the size of user databases, things like that. Yep. It's just not great to throw that crap into Git. But I think that something like that is not the worst idea using a, a Git backup system, having that in place, I, I don't think it would hurt. Especially yeah, it just seems like the database is the place to put this in. Like the, that should be the spot where this is happening. It, it is. It's just not the, di the diffs aren't there right now. The, uh, and again, I haven't dug into the codes, but I've got to assume knowing what I know about WordPress, that the full site editor is a destructive process. Meaning as soon as you save it, you've lost what you did unless there's revisions. But, and so I, again, I don't know. So I may be speaking out of turn, but typically when you're writing to a database, if you're doing an update, you're destroying. And so what I would what like to see is those, those diffs somehow. That's part of the key to a code repository is you get to look at not just the changes, but what changed in each version. And I think that's yeah. important. Cause to pull off, to pull off something like, for instance, you have a store and you're going to be, you're going to be doing a sale and the sales only gonna last for a month or a week or whatever. And you want to revert back you know, to normal. What's the process for that for someone? Is it like literally making a copy of the page? then saving that over and then switching from one page to the next when you're when you're done with it. What's the best way to do this? We're getting back into FTP of let me FTP my entire site, put it in some folder, and then later on I'll upload that back again. Like what's the best way yeah. to take a snapshot and then come back to that snapshot later? Don't know. There's another plugin I think that's worth mentioning here in all, in all of this that is a same site type of plugin. And I think it might be outdated or it was recently adopted by another team, which is called Revisionize. Right? So Re Revisionize is a, is a plugin that um, allows you to take a poster page, actually create a revision of it, which makes a new poster page. And then you can make those changes. And then basically you're forking the page and then you can merge it back into the original page. And you mostly use that for content reviews, right? So ma basically making a version of the page that somebody's going to review before you make it live. That to me is the one, uh, well, that's, that's not the one, but that's that to me is a, a miss on WordPress's part is that there's no, that's not built into the system. And I, and I mentioned that because a lot of my clients need the ability to make a change 
and let somebody else, let another department review it before they publish it live. So it's not just a matter of scheduling or just making the change. And a lot of the, a lot of times it's the legal department that needs to do the review. So they need to make the change. Legal has to go review it to make sure it's kosher before it goes live. And mm -hmm. then it gets published live. But they, there's no there's no built-in way in WordPress to do what I'm describing. Right. Or revert when you screw up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Also, not not only just running it past legal, but sometimes like a developer may have a technical blog post that they need to put up and marketing just wants to sprinkle their magic over the top of it <laughs> and make sure that make sure that you're linking to the, the new product that they want you to cover. I One thing that I think is interesting is now disclaimer, I, I work for Liquid Web. We have... What? I know. I, I don't <laughs> talk about it. I don't talk about it much here. Um, <laughs> we have a, a plugin for WooCommerce that basically shoves orders into their own order table. It's not hard to turn around and one would think and make a revisions table plugin. And for the managed hosts that are, if this is where we're moving to shove full site editor stuff into the into the post table. Let's stop shoving stuff into the post table. Well, Let's actually make uh, this is just an an idea. But if we're gonna have it in the database, let's have a revisions table for these changes. Well, let let's dig into the why Liquid Web did that for a moment, right? Because I'm familiar yeah. with it. But they did that because the the post meta table is not indexed. And that's ultimately yeah. where a lot of this stems from. So there's two problems, right? Ultimately, anything that is content gets shoved into the post table. So if you have a lot of like with WooCommerce by default, if you your store takes off and you have a ton of orders, your post table is, is massive. But worse, your post meta table is more massive because each of those orders has 20 to 40 pieces of metadata associated with it. And that metadata is not indexed. So by default, WP post meta is not indexed. So I'm assuming that Liquid Web did what they did to make orders fast. That's simply fast. Separate them out from posts, index them. And so it becomes fast. Okay. And so I think what the reason I'm, I'm, I'm explaining all that is we had a, a similar conversation about comments a few episodes back. Or excuse me, or order notes and comments. Everything, there's a lot of stuff that gets shoved into the comments table. I wholeheartedly agree and want to mirror everything you're saying. If WordPress was going to get any sort of speed overhaul or just optimi optimization, it would be to optimize the database so that stuff gets put in their own buckets inside of the database. WooCommerce should have its own buckets. Any sort of post type should have its own buckets. Stop putting stuff in just in post meta and comments. Right. Uh, this, uh, is when I, this is when I'm I found out that every order is a post. What's that? This is, when, this is when I found out every order was a post in WooCommerce. Oh, yeah. I, I don't use WooCommerce. So I have no idea. But I was and, just like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And here's where it gets fun. Let's 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 loop it back to what Steve was talking about initially with ACF. ACF adds a ton of data to post meta. I, I, I like ACF. I, I think it's a, a very useful tool, but it adds a ton of data. If we could be shoving that data somewhere else to keep things fast, why don't you, why don't we do it? 
and just and just to explain that what ACF does is for every piece of metadata it saves, it saves two two meta two tape two rows. So there's two rows in the post meta table for every single save that you do in ACF. So every field has not just the field that you the data that you save, but it's got a reference field, which is how AD, ACF does its own indexing. And so wow. you when you're using ACF, you've doubled your amount of metadata for anything that you're saving. Right. So you use ACF. <laughs> you, use, you use ACF to build those blocks because it's an easy thing to do. But you're setting yourself up because if you have a successful site somewhere down the line, you're gonna run in to these indexing problems with post meta with with that sort of stuff. What I found, where I found a lot of people got, and I know we're on a fun tangent here, but I found a lot That's of people right. got themselves into trouble is there's a lot of people recently that have converted their Shopify store over to WooCommerce. And so there are ways where you can just import all of your orders and all of your products from Shopify into WooCommerce, right? There are cart to cart is the, is the system that does it. So you pay cart to cart and they'll take one system and convert it to another system. And it's not always one-to-one, -one, but what they're doing is basically, so if you've got a Shopify store that's popular and let's say you've got 100,000 orders in it, they're gonna, you're going to start your WooCommerce store with 100,000 orders plus all that metadata. You are slow on day one. Once you do that, you are slow on day one. And so you're going to be you're going to be trying to figure out how to speed up your site all the time when you bring in that much stuff. And if you have posts on top of that, so let's say in addition to that, you're also running a blog or just like a, some news on your site. All of that stuff is competing for database resources. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You, you, your customers want to be able to go back in and pull up their past orders. Your customers want to be able to find out when that order is going to be shipped. Like there's all that stuff. <laughs> I, I get it. One, well, one thing and, and to bring it back to the full side editor, like people are going to want to look at how the pages changed over time. Not everybody is going to want to do that, but there are going to be people who want to like, oh, can we go back to this old, like after we run this promotion, can yeah. we go back to this well, old design? Here's my real concern is it's, let's say one of these people that is converted over to Shopify or they already have a WooCommerce store that's, that's got hundreds of thousands of orders sitting in their database. And now they add full site editor on top of it. And full site mm -hmm. editor is competing for the same resources because it's using the same tables. It's going to be slow. It's going to be slow to the point. You know, if you haven't done the proper optimization, it's going to be slow to the point where it's unusable. Wow, I've seen it. I've seen it with other page builders. Sure. What's the solution? What should we be talking about? This month? These are not easy problems. These are big fixes that just get to the the core of what's wrong with the WordPress database. You're not going to solve. You're not going to solve these overnight. I've got suggestions. I don't have. Right. For the longest time, the WordPress way was to shove everything into the standard tables: posts and post meta, comment and comment meta, all of that. It's interesting because that is how people were doing things to the point where I believe EDD started off. And they were doing stuff in their own table. Then they went ahead and tried to do things the WordPress way, went and pulled everything into posts and post meta. Then they were like, hey, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's go ahead and 
pull everything back into our own tables. And they're working on unscrewing this thing that they did all those years ago, trying to, to make things more the WordPress way. When the WordPress way, it, it seems good on paper, but once you actually start to get into to implementations and server level stuff, it, you've just made yourself a, a huge problem. And I, I got to tell you, Jason, you know, I know we're, I know we're running short on time here, but the same thing exists in the user meta table. So if you've turned on buddy press and your site is taken mm -hmm. off, it, right. the same exact problem exists. So user meta is not indexed, just like post meta is not indexed. And the reason it's not indexed is because that one field that stores all the data is as much as you want to throw in there. So it's not a, it's not a var char. It's just a, it, it's just a, what do they call it? A blob or a long text or a, just a, it's just an, it's just an, an empty void, throw whatever you want in there and they don't, and they don't index it. So the, those two tables, post meta and user meta, the, the meta value field is what I'm talking about. Not in right. That's the real problem. Apparently we have some things we need to solve and we're obviously not going to solve the world's problems here. No, this but... was, no I, I love Deb no. Branch. Deb Branch is, should just be subtitled, mm -hmm. you know, vent about what we don't like about WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> but then what are we going to do on water cooler? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a fork so there you go here's the thing oh boy cosper like i i deal with this a lot but cosper deals with these things all day long like this is these are always open wounds for cosper yeah absolutely yeah it's a scab that keeps getting picked <laughs> and there is a slow trickle of salt over the scab and it just keeps going into the wound <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for talking about this with me. I appreciate sure. it. I know we didn't come up with a good way of doing this, but hey, we'll get there at some point. Well, Steve always says there'll be something else that we'll end up and using 10 years from now. I, I was going to say, that's how we stay on the air. It's just it's a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. We don't solve anything. Just come back next but, week. Maybe we'll suggest something next week. But one thing I want to think about real quick before we close out is Steve says in 10 years, we're going to switch to something else, but we've been doing this for eight Didn't years. I, say that? I said that about 10 years ago. So <laughs> if it doesn't happen in two years, then, you know, uh, I was wrong, but I've been wrong, before. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. <laughs> oh man. Hey, th thank you guys. Talk to y'all later. Here's our outro. Go over to dopewatercooler.com slash subscribe. You can subscribe to either Dopey Watercooler or Dev Branch, the show you just watched for. You can subscribe to us as an audio podcast as well as video on YouTube. Uh, we stream this all over the place, so feel free to go find us wherever it is that you listen to content like ours. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.